Shut up and sit down. People with know-it-all syndrome can be a real pain in the ass. I know everything about everything. Well, I was going around the curve making 90 miles an hour when the chain on my bicycle broke. Oh, I skinned all over by the rocks and the gravel and punctured to death by the spokes. Now you've heard of accidents with hot rods, motor cars, and airplanes, but the accident I had will take the cake. Well, my Hi there, my minions. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. You can now see these chuckleheads live stream this show on YouTube or catch a replay on the Dialed Podcast YouTube channel. Arg, they just will not go away. I was going around the curb making 90 miles an hour with the chain on my bicycle broke. Lord, I skipped all over by the rocks and the gravel and punch you to Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. <laughs> Wake me when it's over. Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering. I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance coming at you from the studio here in Vancouver, Washington. Hey, Lance. Hi. <laughs> to his right, very close right, Mr. Evan Price. I like our I like our intro music now. That's that's very jazzy. I like it. <laughs> and also, the only problem with us being live on YouTube now is that when I ask what are we drinking today? There was a mystique, you know, like 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 we a mystery to that before. So we should almost hide the drinks prior to that question. We're all drinking <laughs> Kirkland because it was. Always say Lance was drinking some sort of hard alcohol, and now yeah, now nobody's gonna believe me. And now you can see. Oh, if I could just take you see like there, and then I could just take it out and be like, see, we're drinking this. <laughs> That's all right. Matt, what are you drinking? Same thing as you guys. Beard Kirkland. Oh, we're all drinking Kirkland, Kirkland even though Matt's not water. even here. Your beard even looks bushier than last Friday. Did you like trim it to look? <laughs> it <does>. it, <laughs> it's looking like more gray it's, it's, than it did before. It's growing. It is. It, uh, yeah, you know, every night is an extra foot long. And uh, code word. Code word. So. Max headroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was fast. There. Yeah, I don't know what's uh, going on with Matt's microphone. He's going to switch that over, but he's going to switch that right now. So I can say, coming to us live over the interwebs, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? Nice. How do I sound? Better? Worse? Better. Same? Yeah. yeah, I it's, don't know. At least it, it's not uh, it's not Max headrooming, so yeah. it's it's all good. You sound great, man. Yeah. Must be that. All right. I'm, I'm unboxing for you guys on on air unboxing. <laughs> what do you want? This is a what bike is computer. What bike computer? Oh. I don't have a good, I don't have a good knife within like reach, so I'm using scissors, which is not. If you stab yourself on live YouTube, we're gonna go viral if you stab yourself, Matt. No pressure, but go for it. Do it. This is a. Have you ever heard of a a bike computer company called Brighton? Brighton USA. I don't know. No. There's a Brighton. Massachusetts I think I've, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I've no. heard of it. Have you? Okay. They have like four or five different um, bike computers. So I'm going to test one for the channel. Try these out. Nice. This is the 750. Yeah. As opposed we'll we'll to check the... this out. Good times. Nice. <laughs> Lance can do his point. intro. While Five I... minutes later, Matt's going to have this unboxing. All right, backpedal boys. Lance, you raced this past weekend. You get to go because I don't think anybody else did. I did. I uh, I uh, lined up and did some more racing this week. Um, nice. Last week we talked about I did this mountain bike race uh, up in uh, the Tacoma area. I you raced won, the right? Cat 250. Wait, 
I did see. Oh! A little flex. I'm going to flex. I'm Is put- that a what? Yeah. I'm no. putting on. I'm, oh, I'm, that's heavy. Yeah. Oh, man, that is heavy. <laughs> Made up, it is not. But look, <laughs> it says I'm the Cat 250 plus winner right on the back. Anyway, I'm printed. Gonna, I'm going to wear They give this to you a whole week later. They don't give it to you at the Why? event. I don't know. That's their COVID rules. They can't have like award ceremonies. I don't know. They Can just said, you know what? I bet you it's Pick a way to get them to come, get you to come back and race again. Yeah, it probably you want your true. Medals, come back and get it next it's week. It's not even a medal, it's a wood. It's a whittle. Yeah, you, won a whittle. Wood. you won the wood. You won the whittle. Yeah. Anyway, gold whittle. You could uh, you could probably change that into a one. Just get someone that's good with <laughs> right. the medal. Yeah. Like cat one. But it's more important what the actual medal says and the results on the website. So. So anyway, I did. No. Uh, do you want Do you want to share your uh, computer, Matt? Before I go any further, embarrassing myself. This is what the box. This is what the box looks like. That looks a lot like but a garment. please do go on and embarrass yourself. <laughs> it's what you'd rather have anyway, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so this week's race was out in this place called Ancient Lakes. It's beautiful. It's in central Washington, not Ooh. far from Ellensburg and Wenatchee, Washington. So right in the center part of Washington State. I know where Wenatchee is, yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. That is the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. it was literally like a four and a half hour drive. That's a beautiful part of the state, there. though. Yeah, it, it was very pretty. The uh, the course it was, I think I raced like 21 miles and Ooh. very um, kind of difficult single track, mm-hmm. um, lots of big huge lava rocks, oh, <laughs> and God. tight corners and tight turns, and this week I decided to cat up and race the cat one. So you did finally succumb to the. Pr- I was seeing the pressure on social media on Lance to to cat up. Winning is fun, but it was. I, sh- I shouldn't have won by that much. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was, it, I was sandbagging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, but like Cat 2, I mean, you know, if you're winning a Cat 2 race by that much, it's not like you would expect to be sandbagging a Cat 2 yeah. race, though. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I lined up with the Cat 1s. Uh, I took second. I'm proud of you, dude. Thank so you. You were, you were no. for sure sandbagging in Cat 2. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Lance and I were having these conversations, and I, my, my sentiment is I would much rather finish in like the top 10 of a Cat 1 race or oh, even top yeah. 5 of a Cat 1 race as opposed to like crushing everybody crushing in Cat 2. And yeah. you That's finished no joke second, racing. dude. There's so much more value to that than crushing everybody in the yeah. Cat 2s. And that's just a testament to how strong you are right now. Where's your, where's your, road, been, where's yeah. your road fitness going to be this spring, do you that's, think? That's a good question. Um, yeah. I mean, my legs are feeling good. Pretty strong. I don't know how long this this peak will last if I'm at a we peak. We got to do a knows? ride together, and I got to get embarrassed by you. We need to we need to do this here oh, soon. Dude. Did you not get your Strava notification? Well, actually, Lance isn't going to be here this weekend, so. I'm oh, racing there's again. a Saturday ride, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. there's a Saturday ride. We've got three oh, rides already on the really calendar for this week. Yeah, you did load it up, Jake. Got up this morning and... Banged out a few rides. <laughs> yeah. Just getting prepped and ready to go for this time change. When does the time going. change happen? Uh, two done? weeks from uh, Saturday yeah. night. Yep. Gotcha. Not that okay. anybody's counting. Yeah. So. But yeah. Nice. But yeah, the the cool thing was, yeah, I did take second in the cat uh, in the cat one fifties. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up taking actually tenth overall in the whole race. So that's solid. That includes all the, the open all too. the open categories. Yeah. Okay. So I I raced well. The crazy thing was. It, the the course was just ripe for sidewall cuts because so many lava rocks and you were just bouncing from like rock to rock and like tight corners. You really had to like flow good in order to yeah. win that stuff. I like love that stuff. So that kind of bike handling stuff. I'd be I, last. I pedal struck so hard so many times. And I'm always like 
careful, uh, like when I'm pedaling and I'm seeing rocks so that I don't pedal struck. I hit, I pedal struck so hard one time, it threw me and my bike three feet off the trail and dislodged my other foot. I almost like flew off the bike. I pedal struck so hard. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Pedal so. okay? That's what's nice about yeah, those SPDs. Yeah, that's going to be the good clips okay. His freaking, it was, I don't know. I mean. You're right, egg beaters, right? I just, no. He's no. I'm SPD SPD oh, okay, gotcha. I just cursed loudly and clipped back in and kept going. And so it just I feel like that would have destroyed an egg beater then. Yeah. That's why I'm riding my cross yeah. bike. But. It, might, it might That's have. pretty tough. Are uh, they pretty good? They've, they're pretty good until they're not. I've broken one pair. Okay. We'll actually take the back two. I have one never ridden on off of, lava rocks. Like literally slid off of the spindle. And, and that <laughs> yeah. was just because I beat the crap out of it. And I had another one where it broke the spring that the, the whole tensioner system for oh, clipping in broke in a 50-mile race about halfway through. I had to pedal oh, for about good. 15 miles and nothing but. Not good. I was I was fully prepared to it not work properly after I, I struck so hard I thought oh my gosh I broke something, but it kept going. That's awesome. So. Two two consecutive weekends of racing now, right? We're gonna make it three out of four here. Um, oh, no, wait, four out of four. To be honest with you, there's potential race every weekend for the next uh, like seven weeks for me. Wow. A lot of mountain biking. Yeah. Um, I'm gravel racing next week. Okay. Uh, in Northern California, the Shasta Gravel Hugger. Yeah. And then there's a mountain bike race, then there's another oh, mountain Mount bike Shasta. race. Mount Shasta, gotcha. Okay, Mount That's Shasta. Good, yeah. yeah, Matt, you making some progress on that thing over there? He's he's beeping yeah, away. Yeah, this is what it looks like. You it looks. Some, you guys hear some beeping? Yeah. yeah, it looks a whole lot like a you know Wahoo what's or a Garmin. <laughs> you know what's interesting is it comes with a heart rate monitor and a speed cadence monitor or two. I can't tell what all it comes with. Oh wow! I'm thoroughly impressed that it comes with a lot of extra stuff, which I think is smart for them to do because like. Mm -hmm. These heart rate monitors probably aside. cost, t yeah, right? They need yeah. to set themselves up, you know, as someone different than Wahoo or, or, you know, Garmin. And it's like the heart rate monitor probably costs them 10 bucks maximum to make. And it's like, hey, I get an extra heart rate monitor with this yeah. computer. And then the speed cadence, I don't know how much those things cost to make, but probably not much. So, I mean, hey, Power we'll see. Cool. It'll probably connect to the global positioning system that's in space and tell yeah. me how fast I go. Cool. Which is you extremely fast, that. Lance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can it keep up with you, Matt Legrand? No. Uh, the other, the other ride I wanted to talk uh, about. On my uh, on my way out there, on my way to drive out to to do to do this race, I stopped uh -huh. at a little place called um, just. It was right near Biggs, Oregon, which is like in between, just east of the Dalles. And it's a place called the Deschutes River Trail. It's where the Deschutes River comes out into the Columbia River. There is a 20-mile gravel road that goes up that canyon that was just phenomenal. Just gorgeous. That's not that far away either. I yeah. saw pictures from that, and I was like, how far is that? Can I drive there today? It's, it's an it out. Looks yeah. so pretty. It's when a, you originally said that that was in New Zealand, I had to look twice. <laughs> I was like... When did I was like, did Lance seriously jump on a plane no. without telling anybody and go to New Zealand? It's, <laughs> it's Middle Zealand. Middle Zealand, my bad. It's it's a joke from uh, from the Lego movie. It's a quote from the Lego movie. Oh yeah, anyway. why why would I not? Yeah, know why that? would you not know that? <laughs> Middle Zealand. So yeah, I went out there. It's like a tw it's like eighteen miles out and eighteen miles back. Of course, I'm racing mm -hmm. the next day, so I didn't want to go the whole way. Yeah. So I just went. Like twelve miles out and turned around and came twelve miles back. Nice. I took I took all the KOMs on the way out. Oh yeah, because <laughs> the wind was like 
The wind was like 11 miles an hour. I'm sure those are all wind-assisted KOMs, though. Oh, yeah. In that, in that region. Those, those yeah. three. When the wind's blowing, you got to go. I yeah. wasn't even, legit. I wasn't planning on going that hard, but I'm like, oh, the wind's at my back. I'm on my new gravel bike, and I'm just like, I'm going to see how fast this thing will go. Did you have live segments running? No. no. I didn't even know so where the segments were. You just had this whole treasure trove <laughs> yeah. of KOMs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I did, however, kill a bird. <laughs> what? <laughs> was was the bird asking for it though? Or no, was it? <laughs> I didn't mean to. I am flying down this this road. I came over a little rise, and freaking bird just just went right into my rear wheel. And I look behind me. You're really lucky it didn't fl- go in your front wheel and flip the bike because that has <laughs> yes. actually happened. Like I've had people who have massacred a squirrel before and flip their bicycle. And flip their bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay. I once had a squirrel escape through my spokes, and my entire life flashed before my eyes as it was going through there. Mine did not escape. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Just got this one slow squirrel. I looked behind me. It was a puff of feathers. When I came back through, I looked, and I'm like, Well, yep, maybe he made it. I, did he, he make it? He did not make it. He did it. not make it. <laughs> it was a thicker. That this is what this Why is what would you uh, know that? Why would you know that? No, I didn't. This is Hannel. I could t- I took a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Hannel would know. Yeah. I took a picture it, of it. It was discussed online. <laughs> it was discussed it was on my Strava discussed ride. On Strava. Doesn't Hannel like have a zoo too at his <laughs> he house? Does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he would know exactly yeah. what that yeah, probably knows. Well, he was saying this because you know type it is. I guess a, a this type of bird ficker tried to break into his dad's house and was pounding on the door of oh, the, gotcha. uh, the whole time and it just it, and so his dad was really angry at this ficker. And well, then hopefully that was the ficker and you got it. So, well, yeah. So I killed a bird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Other than that, I rode bikes every day. Good on you. Yeehaw. How many days in a row? I'm at 219. Is it 219 already? Uh, no, you can't be that because you're 19 ahead of me. And I'm at like 194, 195 right. today. I rode this morning already and it was. I think I'm at four. Four, four days in a row. Three, I'm maybe. at two thirteen. Okay, this is stupid. You need to stop. <laughs> We're not going to stop until you stupid. stop. I, I need to stop. It's stupid. It is very stupid. <laughs> Evan, where can I get some trick darts? I want to just like <laughs> give him an actual training plan so he can get absurdly fast. Because with the consistency and strength he has right now, if you were even somewhat structured in the presentations, you'd be so fast right now. Yeah, I'm just yeah, riding you bikes. Already are it's so, so freaking fast. fun. I'm just yeah. having fun riding bikes. You can still have fun and get super fast. <laughs> Take a day off fun's, and go do some fun's fun for with your, your wife. 70s, man. You're going to be riding to your like 110. So I wake up every day and I'm like, when am I going to fit my ride in today? Let me that's think. Awesome. How am I going to make this? Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, let me yeah. check my calendar. Oh wait, there's nothing going on except for a ride. Let's go for a bike ride. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> exactly. Evan, backpedal. Okay, I got about two minutes before I got to bump out and then bump back in late. So we're gonna, well, I'm gonna close and open. Um, I, so I'm gonna do my backpedal as a start comparison to the fun that Lance is having on bikes. Uh, on Saturday, I made millimeter adjustments to my time trial bike fit, and then took it out and tried to hang in the arrow position for an hour, <laughs> and then jumped out and ran the same route that I usually do on my tempo runs. And yeah, that was basically it. No, that sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> Evan, and but then, are you getting faster? You're actually doing it period periodization style. I'm doing a lot of periodization. Uh, which yeah. is probably much smarter than what I'm doing. I am trying to be as fit as possible in five weeks so that hopefully Texas 70.3 is going to be a very fast race for me. But Remind us again when that race is. That is April 11th. Coming up soon. In the state of Texas. Just so outside of a month happening. away. I know. It's. I'm hoping it's going to happen here. 
trains all coming together. But here's the problem with really pure, like when you really hone in on triathlon training, it is so, so, so boring. I would never like, like if somebody came up to me and they're like, you know, I'm 26 and really would like to try and grab a pro card here, but I really just enjoy the sport. I'd be like, good, don't do it then because you're going <laughs> to, if you have a job on top of it, it's going to become super it's, not enjoyable for a second. Does it become fun? No, no, no. It's definitely not YouTube channel worthy of what you see out there. But yeah, um, outside of that, I am trying to plan some fun road bike rides. And I think I do want to try to race road at the end of May. Was that when that race is coming up, Jake? Those two in the same weekend? The Vance Creek race? Yeah. The, was that the end of May? Uh, it's somewhere around there. They're okay. like back-to-back weekends. I'd have to go double-check. Lance would know. I think he's registered for both of them. I'm, I'm registered f- not for Vance Creek. I'm on the waiting list. That is May 16th. Okay. There's a waiting is, list? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've, they've filled the race, but they're they're taking a waiting list. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, real quick, Lance, if you look on the monitor, there's a couple comments on YouTube for you. You <laughs> can right, read folks. those and respond accordingly. Evan, maybe we'll see you in a little bit. Yep, sounds like I will jump back in at 3.30 if we're still on. Yep, go have fun training those kids. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll let you come back to that in just a second here, Lance. Um, Matt, you want to backpedal for us? Uh, sure. I have found myself like slipping into a really good schedule. I think, you know, actually it is large in part to Evan because he's kind of helping me schedule some stuff. Uh, I'll, let's wait to say nice things about Evan until he leaves. Is he left? He he's is gone. gone. He's out of the lab. He's out. Working with the okay, kids. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got me on a very mild running schedule where I'm running three days a week, but it's like run two miles or run three miles and do some strides. It's very, very tame. Uh, and then I'm swimming three days a week because that's what I can get in with the pool closures. And then I am, um, biking Zwift mostly for the rest of the days. Although I will say that this past weekend, you know, Lance, I'm really taking uh, a liking to your mountain bike. I call it yours, even though it's not <laughs> it's yours not anymore. Mine anymore. It is definitely yours, <laughs> but, but I'm loving it because I'll take it, you know, I'll ride over to cross country practice and just cruise around and uh, find cool places that are, there's basically like some country fields that have like horse tracks and stuff back there behind the high school that <laughs> yes. none of you guys know about. Yes, you're right. It would be actually okay. It would actually be okay on a cyclocross bike as well. So we could do some fun stuff back there because we have permission to use those fields. So uh, I'll take you guys someday if you want. It's a good bike. Excellent. Cool. Yep. Yep. I guess I'll back to pedal real quick. Um, yeah, just not another very fun week. It was mostly Zwift, Monday through Friday, and then I did squeeze in a ride um, out in Boise, Idaho. Boise? <laughs> Boise, Idaho? <laughs> what were you doing in Boise? Is it Boise or it, is it Bo- Boise? It's Boise. Boise? Why Boise. Do you, say, you say Boise. It's Boise. It's Boise. Boise. So, like, you mostly say it when you omit a Z in there. It's like, boy, C. I have no idea which one it is. I was trying that out on my (laughs) wife. She didn't know I was trying it out while we were gone this past weekend. And finally, after, like, the third or fourth time, because I was trying to get a little bit egregious with it, she finally called me out. She's like, why do you keep saying, boy, C? I'm like, oh, I just have fun with you. (laughs) That's what what the locals say. Isn't that how they say it? I can't remember. I knew at one point, but I've forgotten many more details than just that in my life. Um, my wife and I were driving back from Utah, from Salt Lake City, and Lance um, recommended a couple routes out there, and he gave me this nice little 22, 23-mile loop that was um, it was basically about 3,000 feet of climbing, maybe? 
2800 something like that so i'm like yeah that looks perfect yeah. i've got about an hour hour and a half to kill and i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do this ride and i'm going to um you know stretch out my legs so we can get back in the car we can keep driving i start climbing i'm like this is spectacular i get about half the way up the the climb and i'm like Hmm, this is going to be interesting. It starts getting icy and then it turned to snow, thankfully. And I'm oh. riding on some almost bald uh, continental, uh, what are those? The like, the Terra Speed tires. Are They're you fair. on your gravel bike? Gravel bike, yeah. yeah. And those tires on the ice, not so good, but the snow, I don't understand those tires. It's a full on like paradox here of like, I don't, they, they should be slipping on everything. They were just biting into the snow like crazy. So I just kept trucking up and I finally stopped when I got to somewhere between six and eight inches of snow that I was plowing through that nobody else had ridden on. I'm like, <laughs> eh, I, should, I should probably turn around. It's getting to be a little chilly here too. I couldn't feel my hands and my feet because I, I brought the wrong uh, gloves and I didn't put shoe covers on because it was nice down where we right. started. But oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Yeah. The, the views up there were just spectacular. I stopped yeah. and took a couple pictures and I'm like, Wow, this place is just spectacular. So I need to go back there and ride maybe this summer. Boise's like halfway between here, between Portland and Salt Lake. And so it's, yeah. it's always a good spot to stop for a pit stop. Gotcha. Pit ride. So did so, that. So, Jake, what the heck were you doing? Because I saw you like flew out and drove back. Yeah. <laughs> Do the math on that one. <laughs> Brought a vehicle back to town. So we uh, we is had a like little. another adventure van? Yeah, we had a little we, adventure are, van. Are you guys... We, yeah, we had this little adventure van that we purchased back in October. It was awesome, but after we started running it through its paces, it ended up being just a little bit too small for our family. It was spectacular. We loved it, just a little bit too small. Found a buyer, didn't lose a dime on it, literally, not, yeah. even after paying registration, didn't lose a dime on it. And then we went out, well, after looking for God knows how long, we yeah. found one in Idaho from this guy, this really nice guy. but Ogden. It was in Ogden. It's this German, like businessman that's like got dual citizenship between here and germany and he's just got this very i'm not going to say his name but he's got this very very german name i'm like oh gosh i mean he's i hope he doesn't like say something about my last name and start asking me about germany because he's that german very wealthy dude and he had this thing for five years and it only had fourteen thousand miles on it so he hardly hardly used it but he's like he collects cars and you know he's got multiple very 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 nice cars but anyway long story short he's like yeah i sold uh it's like i wanted to sell this because i just bought a new the winnebago version of the sprinter yes he's like yeah it was like 200 something thousand dollars so i needed to um i've just decided to go and sell this one because you know it doesn't fit in my garage that's got no joke like 15 cars in it so yeah oh my god so he made us a screaming deal on it we flew down there because you can't find these things anywhere especially at the four-wheel drive and if you do find them they're going for a premium and long story short we just got lucky and so we flew down there picked it up and drove it back fantastic yeah it was great so you flew down there and you brought a bike you flew a bike down yeah because that's what you do right yeah, I mean, they but fly, you they wanted fly for to free. probably fly multiple bikes. Yeah, down, and it was gravel. You chose gravel. A travel, I chose gravel because you can ride that bike anywhere. So, I I took uh, I took Jake and his wife to the airport uh, to drop them off. And I don't know if <laughs> Rebecca didn't tell you this. When you went back in the house, Rebecca looked at me and she goes, "I should have just sent you to go with Jake." <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you should be going with Jake to Utah. I shouldn't be going with him. This is something you two should have done. And I'm like, that would have been fun, but I'm like, no, no, you need this is this is something for your family. Yeah. You check this out too. Yeah, so. she had a blast though. We good. we really did. It was it was fun. It, we drove for a good day and a half. You know, that's what you do when you drive back from Salt Lake, right? Yeah. And it was we had a blast. It didn't feel like we were in there the whole time. It was just like we we're just kind of cruising along. It was like a, a blink of an eye. We were Love back. It. I was channeling my nerd Lance Hepler. So. <laughs> So, 
Anyway, that was my weekend. Oh, and I did another little gravel ride by myself yesterday, which was nice. It was just a beautiful day out here in the Pacific Northwest. Big blue skies, yeah. about 50 degrees out. It was oh. perfect. So. so lovely. Yeah. All right. Let's do a little Patreon update. We don't so, have any new Patreons, but what were you going to say? Let's let's talk about these comments that have come up on uh Let's on put a YouTube pen in the Live. Patreon stuff for just a moment while Lance <laughs> addresses these comments that are coming through. Okay, the first one is from Austin. He said, geez, Lance, watch out for critters in the road. Yeah, sorry, that bird must have had a hard couple of months because it was depressed and not feeling well and straight up committed suicide into my <laughs> rear wheel. I could not stop it. Uh, Scott, um, mentions, he says, we all, we all have jobs or we would all be as fast as Lance. <laughs> Love you, Lance. Yeah, sorry. I suck. I'm aware of that. Um, Scott asked how Paige did at her race because she was, um, she was registered to do the same race that I did. Did she go? She did not go. There, gotcha. She had some issue and so didn't end up going to do the race. I know that she was traveling back from North Carolina, was she's, it? She's back. Some yeah, well, I know, but the, she just got back and there's yeah. there some stuff that came up that she said. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. Something like that. And then uh, Mama Dove said, it's Boise with a Z sound, Boise. fellas. Okay. Boise. Okay. I'm just going off of what Lance told me once. like Boise. Boise? Boise. Okay, so we're going to drop the Boise? No, Boise. It's Boise. 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 Okay. Enough of freaking Idaho. <laughs> All right, back to Patreon updates. Uh, we don't have any new Patreons this week, but we've got quite a few names that are stacking up in this little uh, jar here. Um, real quick, just so that we're all on the up and up, was John Hatfield our latest and greatest patron added to the gym? Yes, he was. All right. I added John Hatfield. All right. So we are going to do a whole grab bag out of this box that I've got with all kinds of cool stuff in there. And we'll um, let you choose what you want out of that. There's water bottles. There are socks. There are neck buffs. There are lights. All kinds of stuff. So the winner this week will get to pick whatever they want. And that winner is going to be, as Lance pulls it out right now, drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Champ Bailey. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> Draw again. Our until, own champ, until Champ Bailey tells us who he actually is. Or she. Yep. We've got a Champ Bailey and real Champ, the real Champ Bailey, our patrons. This person would be. You're kidding me. Look at that and tell me who it is. <laughs> the real Champ Bailey. Gosh dang it. <laughs> They're trying to take that away from Rob Buck, huh? <laughs> All right. Drum roll for the third time's the charm drawing. Drawing. This is very anticlimactic. Oh, Chris Hitchcock won again. Chris Hitchcock. He just won two weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Three he weeks stopped ago. by the lab and he picked up his goodies and he's... Uh, Guess what? He gets to come by again. Yeah. Because I'm not drawing another name because Jim <laughs> Bailey won twice. Well, those were all legitimate. You shook it up. They're all folded up. We can't tell who anybody is. So, Chris Hitchcock, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Love Thank it. you. All right. For those who are listening who would like to become a patron, you can go to dialpodcast.com and you can click on the Patreon link right there that will take you through to the Patreon page where you can choose a Patreon that works best for you. Um, stay tuned for some updates to the Patreon options here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to add a few new things and maybe try some other cool stuff to kind of give our patrons a little bit more bang for their buck and their support. So appreciate that. So. Cool. I like that. Yep. Anything else you want to add to that? No. No? Just a big thank you? Yes. All right. <laughs> big thank you. Cool. This is just me uh, trying to stall real quick because I'm looking for You're something. stalling because you're looking for the right button to push. Yeah, dang it. Ah. Still... Bailey. <laughs> top five? I think he's in the top five discussion. I mean, I'm not just going to go out crazy Hall and of say Famer? top three. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey by Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey here. What's up, Champ? 
It's me. We have had the start of the spring classic season back in Europe. So this is kind of an exciting time in bike racing because these spring classics are all big one-day races. They're generally extremely difficult with very long and and somewhere in Europe. Nice. Yes. So there were two races, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Saturday's race is called the Omloop Het Nuzblad. I butchered it. Um, and this, this race was actually won by David Ballerini from DeCunic Quickstep. Really? Yes. (laughs) Jake is (laughs) thrilled about that. It's kind of exciting. Uh, I believe Alaphilippe helped. I'm now, now actually, I think I'm crisscrossing race memories at this moment. Evan was dropping all kinds of stuff on you that seemed it was backwards. Now he's kind of <laughs> causing you to question all, your... your yeah. Messed up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Alaphilippe was there. He helped, like, he helped, like, protect him and lead him out and whatever, and Ballerini won of Quick Step. Yippee! So, yeah, so that's exciting. <laughs> um, Sunday's race is called KBK, according to... Uh, Evan, who has now stepped out to teach some class or something, he's teaching water aerobics. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, underwater BB stacking, to, yeah. To purple-haired grandmas. Okay, no, that's not true. Um, it it uh, Kern Brussel Kern. So exciting race, big long race. Um, uh, Matthew Vanderpool was in the race. Uh, he wasn't really planning on going really strong. He, he initially went into the race saying, I'm just going to be there to work for my sprinter. But then he got in the break. <laughs> oh, wow. And was in the break for 80 kilometers. Wow. But they were caught with uh, two, two, K, two to K to go. Okay. So he did not win. Um, it was actually won by <laughs> Mads Peterson. Okay. Former world champion, one um, which was fantastic for Matt Peterson. He's from the Trek Segafredo team. And kind of crazy, uh, Tom Pidcock took third. Really? Yeah. Cyclocross Tom Pidcock. Cyclocross Tom Pidcock, who is racing the road season for? Ineos. Ineos. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Ineos. Wow. And, Anybody uh, else notable from the Ineos team at that race that you know of off the top of your head? Lance, in, in, I mean champ. Ineos doesn't really focus on the classics. Do you think they just threw him out there to go get some race experience? I, th- I think so. Well, you know, but he's he's like a cyclocross stud, so yeah. they're like he, classics are right down your alley. So I guess they threw him in there. Go catch so. that Vanderpool guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I know. Champ Bailey out. Champ Bailey oh, out. Are you sure? No. There was something that Evan sent us that I have now since forgotten. He did send it to me. We're on fire today, yeah, folks. We are not. It's, a, it's about the. Is it about the guy that rode across the Atlantic? Okay, thank you. What do you know about it, Matt? I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> oh, Evan is supposed to be here. <laughs> Evan's supposed to be here. Not rode as Here's in like rode a bike. bike, but rode R O W E D. He rode a boat across the Atlantic. So this is endurance news from Evan Price. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> He rode a boat across the Atlantic Ocean in 70 days. All the way across the Atlantic Ocean. Why? That's what I said. For 70 days? But people would say, why would you ride a bike for 213 days in a row? Because that's fun, because you get to do it for an hour or two each day, or maybe three or four, depending upon the day. In the boat, what's he doing? Like, I, 
Did they have like a boat that was there that he could get off and he could stop and take a nap and they would just anchor or something? What's going on? I don't know any details. This is from the mind of Evan Price. Yeah, definitely 100% there. (laughs) Sorry, Evan, we love you, but come on, man. But I'm confused. Very confused. All right. Uh, Champ Bailey out. Champ here. I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me, start a fire in someone's kitchen, maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Champ. Appreciate that. Uh, Anything else you guys want to cover before we jump into our topic of the day? Bueller? It's all quiet on the triathlon front. You know, indoor track for running stuff, but you guys don't care about that. Is there anything that you need to, to chime in? Exciting. No. No? All right. No, nothing nothing huge. How's cross-country going, Matt? Oh, well, here in southern Washington, we've got cross-country season in full swing. Even though it's normally a fall sport, we're doing it now mm-hmm. for some odd reason. So the same thing with football. The same thing with football in in yep, state football. of Washington. We're having football now, yes. which is normally fall. Yeah, Camus, Camus lost to Union. Thank goodness. That was last a weekend, big loss right there. Yeah. What? Huh? Nothing. Lance, you are about to be in trouble, sir. <laughs> hey, my brother-in-law works at Union High School. I have to be a Union fan. Hmm. Sorry, no, Matt. Yeah, no, there's, there's an asterisk next to this. I'll get you some, I'll get some Camus here. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, cool. Let's jump into our topic for the day. Today, the question is, are you a poorly behaved cyclist or triathlete? So we're going to kind of do this in a hot seat format oh boy. where we really haven't compared notes, but we're going to build a top 10 list of basically that we can compile to, to show you to quantify whether or not we you think you're uh, possibly a bad or poorly behaved cyclist. <laughs> what are you doing over the lens? You're distracting I'm making me. notes to myself. Gotcha. I just came up with another topic. It just hit me, and that's so why I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Okay. So the question is, how many will we be at 10? Will it's 10-ish? Will we get over 10? I don't know. But we're going to come up with this list that you have to ask yourself, you know, am I a poorly behaved cyclist or triathlete? Um, Lance, since you got a big, giant, growing list over there, why don't you go ahead and start us off? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, the first thing that comes to mind, if you're a poorly behaved cyclist, do you blow untimely snot rockets? That's poorly behaved. That can be poorly behaved. That's just being inconsiderate. So, yeah, that's a poor behavior for sure. Correct. I mean, usually when we're doing team rides, if you've got to blow a snot rocket, you wait until you rotate to the back. Or if there's no cars coming, you go all the way out to the center line or even further and you blow away from away the team. Away from people, yeah. I've ridden with certain people that will just, no matter where they're at, they blow the snot they rocket. If you're right behind them, you're going to get sprayed, and that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Especially in this day and age. You don't want that, ever. If there's somebody right behind me and I need to do that, I I like... I put my arm and hand out kind of like a... Like a glove a, that's going like, to catch maybe like... Like a snot block. It's like a snot blocker. Catching like about 15% of it. <laughs> maybe catch a little... I guess this makes me a poorly behaved cyclist. You know this is all about me anyway. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think the same can be said about um, like spitting or just any kind of bodily fluids that are coming off you. Yeah. True. Go to the back. Yeah, go to the back. All right, Matt, what you got? Uh, not taking care of your bike. Generally speaking, like we could make it more specific if we want to be like squeaky bike, you know, uh, squeaky brakes, things like that, you know. But I was thinking more generally, like just not taking care of your bike whatsoever as a poorly behaved yeah. triathlete or cyclist. Well, you're just burning money if you uh, aren't taking care of it. Well, not for nothing. On 
the cycling end of things, I know that triathletes are more of that lone wolf that like to do their stuff on their own. But if we go out and ride with people that are not taking care of their bike and a, yeah, sometimes you might have to listen to a bunch of squeaks and whatnot. And that's, that's kind of annoying, but you kind of get a, a little bit of a pass unless you show up and it's like that every week, but it's the person who has the chronic bike issues, whether it be, I don't know, like poor shifting or dropping chains or they're getting constant flats because they pull out their tube and you think that, you know, they just got a flat, but then you see their tube and it's got 14 patches on it. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, just spring for the extra four or five bucks and buy yourself a tube or better yet, go tubeless. You know, what's a new annoying thing. What's that? Rubbing disc brakes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a lot more common nowadays because um, almost everything is disc brakes and they rub well, sometimes. There's also the notion of like not changing out your brake pads altogether. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're losing braking power and that can screw up a group dynamic pretty bad. Yes. People can get hurt. Yes, so. that is also true. What would you like to add to that, Matt? Why would that be an annoyance or why would you consider that a bad behavior? Well, I mean, anytime you have a really squeaky bike, like I think of like the guy that, you know, really isn't taking care of their chain and you hear like the squeak all the time. Mm -hmm. Like we all are listening closely to our bikes because we're all kind of, you know, sensitive to it. Like we, I'm thinking that this group here amongst us is thinking like, well, bikes really shouldn't make a ton of noise unless there's kind of a problem. And so you hear it on other people's bikes as well. And you, you know, and you're like, if it's the same person every time you're like, damn it, Evan, take care of your bike. <laughs> I mean, I'm not calling Evan out, but he's not here. So he's not here. That's fun. Um, I'm going to go the route of social media and social media adjacent, in my opinion, is Strava. And there is the option of being a, a poorly behaved human being on there. Now, on the whole, I'm going to give kudos to the Strava community for being very well behaved. You will see some stuff here, some banter every now and then, but it's still a social media. And there's a lot of people that are just up to their eyeballs fed up with social media. We don't need to throw out specific social media platforms, but you know, you, you know the drill. Yep. But from time to time, you will see some poorly behaved athletes on there that get pissed off because somebody took your KOM. Yep. And then all of a sudden your ride's getting flagged even though it was legitimate. So the the person that That's that, crazy. that gets upset because you stole their KOM, they call it their KOM that they put in <laughs> at the fastest time and they beat somebody else, which is perfectly fine, but the fact that you came along and took it from them and they get upset about that or they think that you're targeting them or they think that whatever, that person right there needs to like yeah, I don't know. They maybe need to go find a different platform to play on. I just that that person kind of bugs me. But I've got a few. Would you more. call them like a Stravassel? Would you call them a Stravassel? Stravassel yeah. for sure. <laughs> Stravidiot or a Stravassel? Stravidiot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Stravidiot. <laughs> yeah, let's know. Was there? Are there any? Are there any videos where people can watch more about Stravidiots? <laughs> there might be a video about Stravidiots that uh, that Jake made. It, yeah, yeah. That Jake and Lance made. I'm just Jake. I'm, it's, Jake made the video. I am merely the uh, on-screen talent and um, <laughs> target of being a Stravidiot. Yeah, that was a fun video. So <laughs> I've got a few more, but that's going to be the first one um, that I think is a poorly behaved person. All right, Lance. Oh, okay, so I want to talk about this a little bit because there there are times when you sh you should legitimately flag somebody's ride. Yeah. What are those? Okay, um, there I've actually witnessed somebody out at Vancouver Lake sitting behind a vehicle that was pulling them along at like 28, 29, 30 miles an hour, literally pulling this person. And um, not so they're give, like motor pacing. 
Exactly. They're practicing riding at speed, yeah. but they're drafting a vehicle yeah. or a Which scooter or 100% something. 100% fine if you want to do that's, that. Just that's don't a, that's post a it. training technique. Don't post it to Strava. But don't post it to Strava. Said person did this multiple times, posting it to Strava and like, look at my times. It's like, come on. Come on. Don't do that. So that's worthy of being flagged. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Or if you know somebody sat on a truck. Or yeah. or a van that's worthy of being yep. flagged. So I have one segment down in Southern California where it, th- there was a Santa Ana wind. I had a massive tailwind, and there was a lot of traffic that day. And I know that the cars going by me were helping me, and I know that I had a tailwind, and I know that, and I was putting in big watts. I was flying down this pretty long road, but I wasn't drafting per se. But that's always sat in the back of my head. Is is, is that, that something is that really that, that's yeah. legitimate or not? Because down there when the Santa Ana winds blow, those winds can get strong. I mean, you're they're blowing 20 miles an hour, then you get gusts of 40, 50, 60 miles yeah, an hour. You can freaking If you fly. have that at your back and you're going downhill, you're going to absolutely bomb down these hills. Now, then you got traffic going by you, which is further exacerbating the yeah. whole issue. So I've always kind of asked myself, because I've somebody flagged it, and I'm like, huh, I don't... I, I was legitimately doing that. I wasn't sitting on any vehicle's wheel. It was the stand and a win, and there was traffic that day. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to challenge that because anybody could go out and ride, and traffic conditions are not something that are in your control. Now, if you jump out behind the car and you're following them, that's a whole different can of right. worms in my opinion. Yeah. But if there's just traffic going by you, you that, that, that happens. As a matter of fact, like when we do our, our time trials around here, there's traffic. There are open roads, and you're riding. And sometimes cars will start just blowing by you, and you'll feel that like it pull you along. It's like it, you feel a little like. Tap on your back it's when like the a car little, goes a by. A couple puffs just behind you, and you're just puff. like, oh, yeah. a few oh. less watts and a few more miles per hour. Yeah. Like, that's golden. Yeah. So that's legitimate. So would you think True. that I should just let that go? And I mean, not that I, I, at the end of the day, I really don't care. But yeah, I was just thinking to myself that maybe I should challenge that. And I did, and it's kind of stayed. And actually, Strava told me, like, you'll never have to worry about this again. We see your heart rate monitor. We see your power meter. And we see where you were riding. This is legitimate. And nobody can ever flag it again. I'm like, it can't be flagged again. Yeah. Yeah. So just to the person down there that keeps flagging or was flagging it, just go find the right day. Get it done. Uh, this this last weekend, I when I took all these KOMs up uh, the Chutes River Trail, yeah. um, I, there was a tailwind, but... My average heart rate was like 172. It yeah. wasn't like I was just just I wasn't just riding the wind. I was actually putting in some effort yeah. to go fast. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. Anything okay. else that you can think of that would be a flaggable offense that the person should be in the right for flagging you? Yeah, if you if you witness it. If you yeah. witness something that is like How bad. about a person we'll say 40 plus miles an hour, not humanly possible for minutes upon minutes of time. Dude, a a solo person riding over 40 miles an hour on a flat segment Uh that is not windy, that is suspect. I would say so for sure. Would you flag that or would you think that's a flaggable fence? And if you did, would that person be in the right to get upset for you flagging them, especially if they didn't have a power meter running? Boy, you can see it. Both ways. Well, I could see it both ways. I could see where, yeah, this isn't legit. You, you're not going to go 40 miles an hour, you know, <clears throat> by yourself on the flats without wind. That's really rare that somebody's going to be able to do that. Now, uh, there are times, though, where there's wind, and 
I've, I've seen solo people that'll put down that effort and it's just because it's so wind assisted, but if it's not a windy day or it's just a breezy day and you can go back and check these things. And that's sometimes stuff that I'll look at because I, I lose KOMs all the time and sure. 98% of the time it's somebody that just forgot to turn off their Garmin that was doing like a mountain bike, right? Cause sure. they're the most egregious when it comes to this. And then they get on the road and they drive home and they're like, whoopsie, forgot to turn off the, yep. the Strava. <laughs> Yeah. And you get the, uh-oh, so-and-so took your KOM, and they were going 50 miles an hour up this you know, 8% grade. And like, right. yeah, you're you in know, a car. You get flagged. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see where I that would make me think that is strange enough that I would think about flagging it. Yeah. But then if, 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 you're, if it's legit, you have a chance to respond to it. Yeah. However, if I recall on Strava – you don't get a notification that a ride's been flagged. Correct. You kind of have to go back and stumble across it. You have to dig through it. Yeah. 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 I've had a few rides flagged, and I didn't know that they yeah. were flagged until... Same. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Matt? I think, personally, you know, it's you really only are going to flag something like that if it's, like, your KOM getting right. taken, right? I right. mean, you're not, like... I mean, or in the case where Jake was like, hey, I saw this guy behind a truck and then there it was on Strava. Uh, that's pretty rare. That doesn't happen to you very often, does it, Jake? No, it's the only time I've ever seen imagine. it happen. Yeah, yeah, when you actually see it happen. Yeah. 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 So maybe, I mean, I just don't think that, you know, any of us are, I mean, yeah, we spend time on Strava, but I don't think we're spending that much time on Strava that we're looking for people throwing up fake data. It's probably only when they're kind of crossing over some sort of KOM that we're watching, that we're kind of interested in, and something's really egregious, which in all my history, it's been someone was out riding their bike, they threw it in their car, and they drove home. And bam, like I have this one segment that's on uh, out at Vancouver Lake that always gets picked up by cars because someone's, you know, on, and it's basically like, and not, not that I'm tooting my own horn, but like, we would probably know the person that it that would break that, right? Like if Jake is on there and he's like, oh, well, Jake broke this KOM. Like, yeah, of course, it's Jake. Or even like Lance or, you know, whoever it is. Um, maybe even Evan Price. I don't know. <laughs> he's kind of a scrub, but like. He's on his time trial bike. <laughs> he's on the time trial bike. It's just like there's certain things where it's like, yeah, that's legit. And then you see someone that you, you kind of, what you do, you kind of look at their profile. Is this realistic? Like did this person just catch the wind and they're going 40 miles an hour on the flats? Like. I mean, that can happen out there. Can, you can yeah. get big wind yeah. on your back. But if the person normally rides, you know, 10 to 12 miles an hour everywhere, and then they have this KOM, then in their, you know, and inevitably their title of their ride is like, you know, afternoon ride or whatever it is. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that was legit. And I have very rarely used the flag thing, but I think that those are the times when I'll flag something and be like, well, We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen if, you know, if, if this person argues with it, then whatever, that's fine. But like, it doesn't look right to me. So, yeah, I think you can throw in this whole same category. Uh, the person that's out there tearing stuff up on their e-bike and posting yep. it, not on an oh. e-bike category, but as a ride and like kind of patting themselves on the back at how strong and fast they are. As a matter of fact, Lance, you were just talking about this not too long ago about somebody that you were turning yourself inside out to take I, a KOM from, and it happened to be somebody that was on an e-bike. I that, didn't even know he was on an e-bike, yeah. and it was just out of reach yeah. for me where I, I, I had 
taken a couple of attempts at it yep. and realized, okay, it's just out of reach. I just need to go harder. I remember you and I had that conversation. <laughs> You're talking about this segment. Like, God, I can't catch this guy. Do you know who this guy is? And we started talking. I'm like, yes. describe to me the guy's avatar real quick. And you told me what it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude's on an e-bike. Come on now. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. And we went back and looked. And sure enough. Gosh, yep. dang it. He yeah. was. He was on an e-bike. <laughs> and that being said, I did go out and managed to get it. I got the segment. Yeah. Even before I figured out that he was. It's just one of those things where the e-bikes, they, they tap out at a certain um, miles per yeah. hour. Right. And it was just a, a grade where it was just. He just tapped out just enough, but it was still kind of within reach of a road bike if you really oh. turn yourself inside out. Lance yeah. got it. Good job. Yeah. But it, you know what? That was a good training effect, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I look at I'm I'm wearing some blue ribbons just because of that. Your whittle, yep. Yeah, my whittle. <laughs> awesome. Lance, what's your next one? Um <clears throat> when you're out riding in a group and somebody doesn't hold their line, and that can be I I guess I don't know if that's inexperience or if they just don't care or they don't realize how important it is when you're riding in a group to hold your line. Uh, but, uh, boy, when guys don't hold their lines, it I really try not to get angry about it. Yeah, there's also that guy. I mean, sometimes even when you're in a race and somebody just straight up takes your line and it's dangerous, Yeah, that drives me nuts. And then there's that same guy that will show up, like he feels like he's entitled to come in and ride with you right there and doesn't hold his line and all of a sudden almost takes you out. Yeah, it's that, a whole different ballgame. Yeah, there's a, the, there's a psyche to some of these people where you know it's your world or their world and you're just living in it, and sometimes that happens. But for the person that just doesn't know better, would you say that that's bad behavior? No, I wouldn't. If somebody just doesn't know better or they just don't have enough experience in riding a bike that they're comfortable or have gotten to the point where they can ride a straight line. It seems kind of, when you think about it, I'm riding a bike. I should be able to ride a straight line. It's harder than you think until you're going a certain speed. Yeah, and you're literally sitting two inches off somebody's wheel and everybody's in close proximity. Yeah. And I'd say that it would be a bad behavior if you... Give that person a little bit of verbal encouragement, not in a mean way, but just letting them, hey, no, can you try and hold your line or you know correct whatever they're doing? If they make an attempt to to correct that and they hear you and they, they try and assimilate that, then great. But it's the person that doesn't do that that just kind of like gives you like a whatever, dude. Yeah, right. That, that person. That's not good behavior. That's when the, the group dynamics need to change and the group needs to work together to drop said person. Somebody's getting dropped. Exactly. <laughs> Have a nice ride home. <laughs> Awesome. How about you, Matt? Okay. Next one on my list is, um, okay, well, I, I'll throw triathletes under the bus because that's fun. That sounds uh, good. Riding in aero bars in a group ride. Yes. No, not cool. <laughs> Why is that bad, learn. Matt? I don't understand. It's so much you're faster. You're away from your brakes. Yes. You're away from your, yeah, it is. It's faster. Uh, less less bike control. It's harder to hold your line. So <laughs> True. Yeah, I'll kind of go back to that communication thing. I It was the first year that I ever did the Seattle to Portland ride, and there was a guy that jumped on. Nobody knew him, and the guy could not hold his line to save his life. He would break erratically inside the group, and it's like, all right, do it once. We'll correct you. Do it again, and then a third and a fourth and a fifth time. I'm going to have a severe problem with you, and he was that guy. Oh, and I no. told everybody else, I'm like, I can't have this guy around me anymore. He's going to hurt somebody. <clears throat> We work together to, to 
to kind of lose him. Yeah, whoopsie. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> Sorry we went 800 watts up this little rise. Yeah. yeah. So he was all over the place. It was bad, bad stuff. Now, Matt, when you and I first started riding together, the bulk of your rides you did on the TT bike, but Matt is super predictable, super conscious of bad situations potentially happening and he just knows how to ride that bike extremely well and he's fast i, I don't have a problem with it's weird because like i say you know aero bars in a, in a group what i really mean is like you're you know in the front of the group down in your bars or whatever like if you want to do i i think you have to feel the group i you know i think if i was to show up to a group ride where i didn't know the group that well i would not show up with my aero bike i would show up with a road bike or something like that if I was to show up like with Jake and I'm like, Hey, I know Jake, we go ride all the time. Like I'm going to pick whatever bike that I need to pick for that particular training day might be my aero road, like aero bike or whatever. Um, and I might even need to spend some time in the TT bars and I'm just going to communicate that like, Hey, you know, uh, I need to do this block over here. I need to do whatever the workout is like four by 10 minutes in the aero bars. I'll probably just communicate that to you. Like yeah. I need to be in the bars for this particular point in time. And I'm not going to do it when I'm in between like three people like that. So like I'm not getting down in the bars when I'm trying to kind of like work with or inside of a group of people, because I go down, you're taking down the person behind you. And I think that's the big thing that we all fear is um, the group dynamics that way. So sure. I think we've all been in, in situations where yeah. that has happened Yep. in a group ride where Absolutely. one guy goes down and it takes down the three guys behind him. Yep. Yeah. Just, sucks <laughs> all right the next one from yours truly would be back in strava land the person who is finding it necessary to manipulate their data so that they can get themselves a few more koms yeah how do you, how do, you do that i don't know how you do it but i know it can be done and i know people who have done it and i know who, people who have been very very severely pissed off because they lost koms to this person called said person out and it was a big scuttlebutt so really yeah Wait, really? so you're saying like they're they're going to take their file, their data file, and then adjust it? Yeah. And then upload it? Correct. Are you calling me out? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're the only one smart enough at this, on this screen no, right could, now to do that. <laughs> oh, I could totally do that. I, I've always thought like, oh, well, there, it would be fun to write some programs to do all these fun things to cheat. But I, I have not just done for, that. Just the for The only thing I've funny. done. Yeah. Just to be funny. Yeah, I should do it. <laughs> Actually, it would be fun to like snag some of your KOMs, Lance. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> if, if I was going to pick on someone, it would probably be one be, of you guys. It'd be me and Jake. Ooh, what does Evan? Worse. What does Evan have? Does he have one that he really cares about? That one out of Vancouver yeah. Lake. Yeah, he's got one at Vancouver Lake. Yeah, if you could do okay, something where he like, averaged like twenty-seven and a half miles an hour for fourteen miles or something, or something. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We seriously try taking stabs at that with multiple people, and it's just like we can't even touch. We them. can't do it. But it's... it, it kind of goes back to th that video on GCN that we were talking about. Like Sai was on the time trial bike, and then a few other castmates were on road bikes. And I think the last one was a group of four. A group and, of four on road bikes yeah. taking on a single person on a time trial, trial bike. bike, and they couldn't touch him. He still size still beat him. Wow. Now the group of four, they dropped one of the guys pretty early, and so it really was only like three, three. guys. But still, they were working hard. Couldn't do it. Could, I, I think he still beat him by. I'm just guessing here, but I think it was something like twenty or thirty seconds, all by himself. All by himself. Yeah, that's just the difference between uh, a road bike and a time trial bike. Slippery. Yep. <laughs> that's why you triathletes are so damn fast. So. 
Anyway, that was mine. Data manipulation. I didn't even know guy. that you could do that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the program or the app or the website that the, the person was using, but people called him out and uh, he denied and denied and denied. And people started showing him facts and they were digging into the data. Oh, I, it was just a big scuttlebutt. And I just kind of sat on the sidelines. I'm like, who, who needs to seriously go into one of these websites just to give themselves a KOM? I'm like, what really matters is a road race. And that person shows up to a road race and gets their backside handed to them yeah. or a mountain bike race or any kind of race. That's that's where you prove yourself. The There's kid, no hiding yeah. on the race course. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I, don't know, I think it's funny. I mean, I love Strava. I think it's great. I think it's fun to go out there and play. And I think everybody should like treat it accordingly. Like it's just a, a game. But at the same time, like there's some of these efforts that I totally respect, and there's some of these segments that I totally respect where you're not going to get wind assistance. You're not going to get, um, you know, well, maybe you can have a car helping you out a little bit, but. Or it's a circle or it's an out and back where yeah. you're, you're not going to. There's have, some, yeah. there are definitely segments that are more coveted. I'm not talking about the segment that's like seven seconds long through this section between these two stops. No. I don't care about that, but yeah. there's some out there that are pretty legit. And I, I have a lot of respect for those and I have a lot of respect for the people that have the KOMs on those. Yeah. There's some big efforts. Absolutely. So don't mess with those. What's your next one, Lance? I'm out already. You're out? I thought you had this massive list. Yeah, a massive list of three, and you stole one of mine. Which one did I steal? <laughs> when it's appropriate to flag another writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Obviously, we're too focused on Strava. I've got a, I'm a Stravaholic. And it's a little a, bit. <laughs> my name's Lance Hepler, and I'm a Stravaholic. <laughs> Would you be sitting on 200-something days of consecutive riding if there were no such thing as Strava? No. Nobody was looking? You know, it's dumb. I get out on a ride, and I and all I think about is, oh, I wonder if I'll be the fastest one on this segment today. Oh, I wonder uh, who else rode this segment today. Maybe I should make... Oh, this is dumb. It's so dumb. But it's like, it's my life purpose at the moment. But it keeps you fit. <laughs> It keeps you challenged. It gives you purpose when you're on your rides. Yeah. You will build your training program around sometimes around a segment that you can go out and try and, and attack. Sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. When I went out to the Shoots River Trail, I I only looked at the, the one, there was one 11-mile segment. Uh-huh. And, and I knew that it was roughly 11 miles, and it was on the way out on this gravel road. And so I got a mile into it and realized, oh, the wind's at my back. Uh, I'll just go hard for the next 10 miles. <laughs> Let me just go hard for the next 10 miles and just see what happens. Awesome. Matt, do you have any more? That was the day before a race, wasn't it, Lance? Yeah, it was totally dumb. You know what? <laughs> it, it was the day before the race. Um, I rode the wind all the way out there, and then I had to turn around and ride into the wind back. Yeah. So I averaged like 12 and a half miles an hour coming all the way back. And then I got in my car, drove for two more hours to where the race was held, which is going to oh, be yeah. held the next day at sunset. And I rode the whole course. Yeah, <laughs> I did Gotta a whole the course, man. I, I did a whole lap preview of the course, and it was a 13 mile lap, which was not easy. And man, I'm super glad I actually pre-rode the course because I knew what was coming, where the tight turns were, you know, where the difficult spots were. There were a couple of there were a couple of black diamond sections on this course. It wasn't really? your normal, um, just cross country race course where it's mostly flat with a couple little climbs. There were some hairball, sketchy downhills and a twenty six percent sustained climb. Wow! <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, on the pre ride, I lost traction and had to walk it. 
Really? Yes. Wow. I had to walk up the climb. And so during the race, all I could think about was stay on your bike, stay on your bike, keep, keep, keep your momentum going, keep, you know, keep the traction, you know, so that you, I didn't end up falling off the bike and have to walk up it. Cause I guarantee you people had to walk up it. Yeah. So, so tell me about the course again. It was how many miles? There was a eight mile loop. There was a 13 mile loop. And an eight mile loop. Okay, so you did the thirteen mile loop twice. <clears throat> I did the third. the The cat ones did the thirteen mile loop and the eight mile loop. The cat dues did the eight mile loop twice. Okay, gotcha. And the eight mile loop didn't include the double, Sketchy. the black diamond stuff. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, yeah, cool. So, Matt, what was your next one? Um, here's my last one before I've got to take off to cross country practice. Uh, how about people that are people that litter when they're out oh. biking or running? Yeah, does that not just drive you crazy? Yes, Absolutely. littering like they take like their bar or whatever they eat their bar and they toss the wrapper like you're killing me. I I just shove them like if I can't if I don't get it in my pocket I shove it like up my shorts. <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. I just shove it like up my but, leg, up my like But that's like a that's a that's a biker extra pocket, right? Like anything sure. in the thigh area, yes. like that little, you know, that's like a everyone else's extra pocket. I think we all do that. I even when I'm walking around the house and I have bike stuff on, I use my phone like my phone's half, half like up there half up, the time. Right. And right. My kids are like, "Why is your phone up your leg like that?" I'm like, "This is where I put stuff." <laughs> I know I'm not alone. No. I know you guys do the same thing. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I think that's probably pretty high on the list, to be honest with you. I see that kind of often every time. Littering. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Littering. Not, yeah. Not cool. Um, my next one, this happened again when I lived in the good old Southern California. I don't know if this ever came through up here. I don't know if Strava ever put any stop gaps in place so that this wouldn't happen. But there was a guy who found it necessary to go to all of the big um, parks. He wrote all the different um, you know, segments and whatnot. And then when he was done, he would go back and he would flag every single segment as oh hazardous. So all of the leaderboards would be erased. And literally, you would go and do a ride that maybe had like 100 segments, and it was zero. He, he'd flag every segment. Yeah, and he went to all of the big mountain bike parks, and he flagged everything. Oh, okay, what? Why? Was he just an angry man? Was he just a bitter don't, person? Don't know. This was like, this was a big problem. It was probably back in, I'm going to guess like 2013, 2014, somewhere in that range. And it was just, it, it got really bad to the point where people started making new segments. And at the end of them, it was like, please don't flag this or this isn't hazardous. Those would get flagged. And everybody was putting in all of these things to Strava. It took them the longest time to get that all sorted out because I don't think that they ever thought that anybody would do something like that. But right. I've seen people flag segments just because they don't like that segment being close to some place or maybe it's yes. by their house or they don't like cyclists or I don't know how people have stumbled or on a cyclist Strava. buzzed somebody yeah. and that somebody knew about Strava yeah. and yeah. went on and found it. And yeah, yeah, I totally get it when a segment, and that's maybe another one you could put as like a subcategory, people who create segments that stop right at stop signs or go yep. through intersections or go through stoplights, that drives me nuts. Don't do that. That's just, that's bad. There's lots of segments that go through stoplights yeah. and through stop signs. Yeah, I, Back when I cared a little bit more, I would actually go and I would flag those and then I would create a new segment and just put behind that safe, you know, so that people wouldn't try and take a KOM because like, but, but it ends right here. I need to, I don't want to get you killed, pal. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give you a good like 50 to 100 meters to slow down or just, you know, don't. 
blow it through. Exactly. It's like uh, GCN, you know, on their YouTube channel. They talk about going out on group rides. No, it wasn't GCN. It was Dylan. Okay. Dylan Johnson? Yep. Dylan Johnson. When when Backwards Hat Dylan comes on, Backwards Hat Dylan is is his Dylan Johnson's alter, alter ego, ego. Yep. that uh, says all the dumb stuff that we're all thinking. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Well, what about when I'm on the group ride and and we're all going to chase down, you know, we're going to we're all going to sprint for the stop signs." Well, we don't sprint for stop signs at dialed cycling. We sprint for stop ahead signs. Exactly. So that you have time to stop before the, exactly. when the stop sign comes up. You don't want to sprint for stop signs. Yeah. Yeah. Not safe. Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards hat Dylan. Yeah. All right. Got no more Lance, huh? You're all out? Yeah. Everything else is cool in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, nothing else from your end? You got to head out to old uh, cross country practice? Yep. All right. Yep. I'm going to head out, guys. Good to see you. All right. Talk next week. Take care, Matt. Matt. See you, bud. All right. Later, guys. Bye. So it's just going to be myself and Lance here. Um, Got to <laughs> fix the little screen here for the folks on uh, YouTube. Yeah. So. Well, that's just me. Yeah. But you know what? Watch this. Hey. Oh. Oh, it's just Jake. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> Push the wrong button. Um, I've got another one. So when you're riding and you're in a group and you're supposed to ever have everybody stay together, somebody gets a flat and person just looks at you and said, see you later. And you're supposed to be riding with everybody. You're riding with everybody. That's bad behavior right there. When you're more concerned about you just maintaining a certain speed or finishing uh, like a big ride. My specific example, which I've talked about before, was I was doing Seattle to Portland the following year after the, the whole TT bike guy. And <laughs> it was one of those situations where we had a group of guys. Justin Wagner, who's been on the show a bunch of sure. times, was in there as well. And he and I actually worked together to build this group and to get everybody set. And I had SAG support for us. My wife was driving down. She had everybody's wheels and food. And everything that we would need was in the car. And she was leapfrogging down. So we're about 30 miles into this thing. And I've told the story before, so I, I apologize if you've heard this before and you don't want to hear it again. Just press pause for a second or skip forward a few seconds here. But anyway, the, um, the what happened was is I got a flat. There was a guy in front of me that didn't call it a pothole. Maybe that's another guy too that we can put on the list. That doesn't uh, point out stuff, stuff when you can't see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't I didn't get my back tire over it in time. Pinch flatted, flatted, and the guy one of the guys that was riding with us that was a part of this whole coordination effort looked at me and, and saw that I had a flat, and then he just said, "See ya." Kept going. And, did, and I was towards the back of the group because I just rotated towards the back because we were in a group of maybe 20 or 30 people and we were flying. So I get this flat and the group just rides away from me. I'm like, well, that sucks. Hopefully they'll turn around. He didn't say anything to anybody. And then it was probably three, four, five miles down the road. I believe it was Justin Wagner who said, hey, where's Jake? What happened to Jake? And this other guy goes, oh, he flatted a, a, a while ago. It was probably like 15, 20 minutes ago. He's like, what? Why didn't anybody say anything? He's like, oh, I don't know. I just figured we'd keep going. <laughs> He's like, really? Oh, no. So I think I know who I, this is. Yeah, I went as fast as I could to change the tires. Still took me about five minutes to get everything seated and set and all that other good stuff. Yeah, that's an eternity. Yeah, and I was... I was dead set on catching them. So I'm trying to fly up as hard as I possibly can, trying to hopefully find some people to work with. And there was a couple of people that would jump on and then they would fall off and they just couldn't hold those watts. I time trialed for almost 50 miles and I finally caught up to them. (laughs) So I I catch up to them and I look over and I'm like, hey, dude, 
what's up? What, what gives? Well, the only reason why I caught them was is there was another person in the group who got a flat, so they decided to... They stopped for that guy. They stopped for that guy. And I, I caught up to him, and I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, my... And, and the same guy did the same thing to somebody else the year before, too, so I should have known better, so I guess shame on me there. But the the net of the story is, is um, if you are going out on a ride and it's you're working together as a group you stay together as a group and you don't do anything other than that unless it's specified and agreed upon before the start of the ride so yeah. don't be yeah. that guy that guy was a that was a bad behavior guy so yeah cool <laughs> evan do you have any evan we got evan back. Evan is back he's done with the kids what i miss was there anything Did I you, missed there you you finished your water aerobics class with the purple haired grandmas exactly yes exactly <laughs> I, fi- I finished my water aerobics class i'm over here i was actually in it myself i, I don't coach them I, oh. I just i just joined one you were just in your water aerobics. this is class. why i can't ever make a mid-pack in the swim field is because i just do water aerobics the whole time but yeah <laughs> so uh evan Yes. Missed all of the stuff because we did this kind of hot seat oh, stuff. Yeah. So just to recap real quick um, mm-hmm. for the top 10 list that we've come up with so far, we've got nine. So maybe Evan can add Ooh, the, I get to cap the, off. the 10th one. To be Is there anything off the top of your head that really bothers you in terms of a bad behavior as for cyclists and triathletes? Oh, I've got a lot with triathletes. There's, there's Throw it out definitely, there. Maybe yeah. this can be number 10 and we can have some bonus stuff if he doesn't yeah, bring up there, something. There are some real transition zone faux pas that are – Oh, so like, and Lance will remember this. When you are setting up your transition zone, there is a shared space that is, if there's one good thing that comes out of COVID, I hope that the six foot rule applies to transition <laughs> zones too. Yeah. That'd be great. Because- Well, you put down a towel. Yes. And you put your shoes and your helmet mm-hmm. and, and your stuff on the- On the towel. On the towel. Yeah. And you, and you don't touch anybody else's towel. You don't. And usually if you've got four people, five people next to you, you all coordinate. Okay, my towel goes on this side of the wheel. Your towel yeah. goes on this side. You know, we, we got our space. You get the guy who runs in five minutes before transition closes. <laughs> right. Throws his towel and his, you know, like bag from the hotel basically on there too. <laughs> and his road bike too, just in case. And a unicycle maybe. <laughs> And then just screws the entire system. And just, I've, I've seen this happen too. As I'm walking out to the swim start, a guy will like bump into somebody else's bike, like knock it off the rack and then just like leave it. What? And just walk away. I did, I did see a guy do this once. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my gosh. I, I, I actually worked for the race organization that I remember that ad and I literally looked at the guy and I was like, you're going to want to go and pick that back up by like that. But yeah, that's so. The have you ever biggest noticed, triathlon? So you've pop. got the rack, you got the little A-frame rack with the yep. crossbar, and you get your saddle hooked up. Yeah. Then you, there's a designated spot where everybody kind of agrees to put the towels down. Have you uh-huh. ever? And let's say it's kind of full. Has anybody ever come in and like kind of parted the yeah. seas and pushed things over and just hammered those so, things right in there? So usually you have a number that assigns you to a space. Gotcha. But not always, because in local and you probably see in local small local race, races. No. Usually it's kind of a finder spot thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they give you a row, which I like. So it's like, hey, you're row C. Mm-hmm. that's where you get that happening. I have seen, and there are people that, I mean, they will like, I, I always like to have the end, the end of the rack. Right. So I will run sh- the least amount. I will shove myself to the, to the end of the rack and I'll even shrink my space. If I can get to the end of the rack, I've had people move my bike from there, scoot it scoot over it and, and then, then fit the theirs end. and like watch them do it. I'm like, really, <laughs> really? We're going to, we're going to do this right now. <laughs> so what's appropriate for you to, to respond to that? Oh, I mean, just violence is the... No, I'm joking, but that's... I mean, I don't, like... Oh, that's... The triathlon world is so sometimes, like, 
like you really want to be friends with it. It's it's a little different from the road racing cycling world where could you imagine in a road race if you had if there was like our our team had like their rack up and like some jack wagon came over and like knocked over somebody's bike and placed theirs there, like there would be firm words in the road yeah. race. In the triathlon world, it would be like something passive aggressive, like, oh man, there's not much space around here, is there? You know, I see a spot right over there. <laughs> and that'd probably be about as far as it would go, but no. <laughs> I, I was a road that, racer a before one. I was that, a triathlete. That's a good one. We didn't cover that. We wanted some triathlon-specific stuff. So that gets us to 10. We hit our mark. We hit our quota. Any bonus items that you can bring up for us, Evan? Did you guys already talk about guys? Who, me, me and David were talking about this, and even though David disagrees with me, guys in cycling world who wear pro cycling kits and don't happen to be on that team. We, uh, that's a faux pas. I don't know if that's a bad behavior. We didn't talk about that. Oh, God, I'd even put that down as a bad behavior just when it comes to dress. Yeah. Yeah, what no, else? We didn't talk about that. So the ones that yeah. we uh, that we went through so far is the snot rockets. So you oh, blow, yeah. blown snot rockets, and you're yeah. like, you know, if you got people behind you, you just don't do it. Yeah. No, Lance doesn't. He he thinks that it's his cupping hand that catches about. I 10% go like of it. this and cut and catch all my own snot. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> true. Uh, not taking care of your bike, causing you to have um, breakdowns. Uh, yeah, that's noise me. issues. Just at multiple the flat tires. Yeah. Yeah. That was Cassie, not me. <laughs> so that, that 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 teeters. There's some stuff that teeters on there. If like if, if it's a it's one-time like, thing, that's not necessarily bad behavior. That's just bad luck. But if you're unprepared. the the perpetual guy that comes out, that's always getting in the flat, that pulls out the tire and it's got anybody got yeah. a CO2? Yeah. <laughs> anybody got or bad or bad. Oh god, that has been me. Who's that, got a tube? That's, anybody got that's a tube? Been me. No, okay. I I usually have the two twos, but the CO2 is about my thing. Where I'll I'll take a CO2 out. I did this once on a ride, and I it, I used the CO two, and it's still in it your was bag. already used. It was in the bag. It I was like, "What was bag. I? What was I even thinking?" Like, okay. <laughs> Jake and I made a YouTube video about essential things you should take with you road biking, and I brought a full CO two. I brought in. I I just took my my saddlebag right off the bike and brought it in. Yeah, it had a CO two. It had a CO two yep. in it. I blew yep. it. <laughs> That's bad behavior. That, that, that is poor behavior. behavior. Yeah. So whenever, for me, whenever I use stuff, like whether it be a tube, CO2, or anything that's disposable that's now done and dispensed, I never put that back in my saddlebag. It goes in my jersey pocket. Smart. I used to do that with flats, too. Like, if I have a flat tube, I just put it in the back That's exactly pocket. where I put yeah. that. Yeah. And yep. then I, I generally, as a rule of thumb, don't patch my tubes. I probably could. You know, there's some stuff where it's just, well, I don't use tubes anymore anyway. But if in, in the past, if I had yeah. just like a tiny little pinhole prick, I mean, you could definitely put a patch on that i just didn't want to run into a situation where there's a slow leak or maybe it flats again or the the yeah. patch fails and all of a sudden the group's having to pull over for me because again. yeah yeah i just don't I, I, the the perpetual bad habit right. of like not taking care of stuff or being so cheap that it's at a cost detriment to the group that you're riding with if you want to deal with that on your own dime that's fine if your own dime and time is like that's what you want to do so be it but if you want to come out and do group rides and you don't want the group to leave you have good stuff. Well, I just I, something else just came up. I just thought of this bonus question. Yeah, awesome. Not not bonus question, but bonus type. Is it is it bad behavior to roll up on somebody and just draft him without saying anything? Yes, absolutely. You need to at least say something because this happens to me. <laughs> not people, a people lot. Do it to you, or you do it to people. People do it to me. No, you need to say something. Say hey. Anything. Usually. Usually, if That's I so socially awkward, it's like you know, <laughs> I'm out riding by myself. I see somebody else riding by myself, and and I pass them, and then they sprint to jump on. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I'm usually I'm cool about it. 
oftentimes I'll I'll laugh and joke as as I'm going by. I'm like, jump on, good luck, you know. Yeah. And then if they jump on, super, sit back there and go. But when they sneak when up on you, they sneak up on me or don't say anything. Yeah, because you don't even know they're back. I mean, like if you go to yeah. do anything suddenly, right? And you haven't noticed that they're back there. Yeah, that's well, just weird. Tell me this, for the times that you've had that happen and you see the person's back there, they didn't announce themselves, but they're sitting there sucking your wheel for a few minutes. Every one of us at this table I know will all of a sudden start to turn up the watts a little bit. I might uh, ramp it up just a little a bit, bit. And a little bit more and a little bit and more. Little like, bit all right, more. where's their snapping point? Yeah, a bit more. <laughs> I just saw Dove's comment from a while ago. Was this? Oh, we were talking about Boise. Boise is a Z sound. Yeah, it's, it's Boise, isn't it? No. Oh, oh that's not it? <laughs> Is That's it Boise with a Z? It's Boise. Oh, I apologize. It's pronounced Tom. Boise, according Boise. to Dove. Yeah. Boise. 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 E. Not Boise. Boise. It's not Boise. Boise does sound wrong. Yeah. That's like, like, stop saying that word. I love yeah. you, it's Idaho. Like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that you should announce yourself. Unannounced drafters. You, you should put that in the same bucket of the people that don't wave. I mean, just say hi. It's a cycling yes. community. We're good people. I don't know too many cyclists who are not great exceptional people you know take a second to get to know them yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i did have a cyclist tell me once though that he doesn't wave at triathletes because <laughs> he doesn't consider them cyclists Ooh. dude i i wave firm on that anybody trail. on a bike is some yeah. like some homeless dude wearing a backwards hat on oh a, yeah wave on a him. beater yeah, i used to wave at yeah. them too yeah they're a person they hey man just, that's like yeah. who was it um oh god the colombian um very good professional cyclist who had the rural guy ride up on him on like a cruiser. Oh, it was um, Rigoberto Aran. Yeah, Rigoberto Aran. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, he's, you know, he's riding. He's, yeah. Wasn't he on his time trial bike? He was on his time trial bike. He was on his some, time trial bike doing some workout going oh, through rural Colombia. Yeah. And some, some rural guy on a cruiser. Some kid on a cruiser with a backpack on. Yeah. Hopped on his wheel. And and Rigo had a had a follow car that had a video. Yeah. And so they caught it on video. This, really? This guy rides up on him and sits on his wheel for yeah. like I don't know how many miles on and, a cruiser while yes he's getting after it. Guy yeah. was probably putting out 450 watts the entire yes. time. I'm sure. Pull him over and sign him. <laughs> he, gave like, him he gave him a bike. Seriously? Yeah. Gave him a bike. Yeah. That's freaking. It's awesome. an awesome story. Yes, it is very cool. Oh. This is I the cool part about that. It's it, it's like I've always thought about that. Whenever I see in the Pacific Northwest, we got people who, I I think probably travel quite a bit and live homeless with their bike as their main means of yeah. you know transport. There was once we were driving up to Mount Hood. There was a homeless guy riding his bike, and I'm not saying he had a tent on, so I assumed he was homeless, with probably 80 pounds on his back, right. on this cruiser going up the highway up there. I was like, I bet if you threw that guy on a road bike. He might be able to do and something. And like put him in Lycra, he would be fast. <laughs> like that guy's quad. Like I'm looking at his calves. I'm like, this guy's got tree trunks for calves. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, talk, talk about a good way to like recruit your next yeah. generation of cyclists. It's yeah, just it's like, fantastic. hey man, Absolutely if you love a cruiser right. and ride it fast. <laughs> All right, any more bonus pieces? No, I liked I liked ending on the Rigo Berto Ron story. That's, a good That's story. an awesome yeah. story. Yeah, talk about good behavior. That's a good behavior that story. A, that is a good. Good behavior. on you, Rigo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's jump into one last thing. Lance, start us off. Um, I'm racing actually with some teammates this weekend. Uh, the first gravel race of the season is happening. The Shasta Gravel Hugger. It's near. It's in Northern California near Sh- Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Um, last year. It was the first year of it. They had a freak storm during the race, and half of it was in the snow and ice. 
and the weather doesn't look too good this weekend down there. So I hope it's good. I thought that it was Shasta's supposed to be a good there. Good weather this week, and that's why I threw that team ride. I'm doing that team ride if it's just yeah, me by it, myself. Yeah, it might be good up here, but yeah. this is like six hours somebody south. Else oh, yeah, that's way, way south. That's south of Grants Pass. Well, I know, yeah, but somebody yeah. was saying that we might have some weather here, some possible oh, really? rain. But yeah, Did might. it blow from that direction? Do you know? I have or? no idea. Uh, we'll find out. I don't know where but, weather goes. Uh, uh, Saturday is 50% chance, so coin toss. Chris Surratt is racing with me. Uh, Gary Cornelius teammates nice. are racing with me. I think there are, there might be some other teammates. I'm probably forgetting, but... Did, Actually, uh, there's some big names that are coming to it. Peter Stetna is coming. Oh, oh wow. seriously? Clara Hansinger is wow. racing. Oh, yep. Peter's going out there. For Peter's that? going out there for it. Dang. Is Dylan Johnson going to be there? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. See if he wants to be on the podcast. If if you do, I'll ask <laughs> Peter if he shoot, wants to be on the podcast. The there right. you go. Yeah. If you do race Dylan Johnson this year too, you have to. Ask I'm him. doing the short seriously. one. I'm doing the 62 mile version, not the. But we talked about version. that. That's good for you. It's it good for, for your me. your race preparation. It's good for you as a person because you're not going to fall apart. And that's just that's no. your wheelhouse. Go out there and do really that's well. Not, that's what I'm trying to you're do. You're being soft. I'm yeah. joking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Evan, one last thing, bud. On March 13th, I think is the date we settled on. We are going to do a little time trial up Washington Larch. Um, anybody is welcome to come out and time trial yourself up it. Uh, more, it'll be morning ish. I'll probably post up again? what time? March thirteenth. That's a Saturday. Saturday, not this upcoming Saturday. The Saturday after that. It's the Saturday of the night that we changed the, the clocks. Yes, back. Did we come up with a cool name for it? Yet? No, we spring forward. I'm sorry, we fall forward. So beat spring the, forward. race the clock. Beat the clock. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But anybody who wants to come out, right up that. Um, I'm gonna extend the ride out quite a bit further. Anybody who wants to go right hills after that. So yeah. Cool. I think I'm racing the next day. Yeah, I know you are. So you'll yeah. be there, right? Okay. What cool. race is that? There's a mountain bike race up in Seattle. Of course. Yeah. So Lance is coming, so I can blow all of his matches <laughs> <laughs> on every hill between well, like, Camas and Washougal. Well, like the fifty year olds I raced there this weekend, they're like, dude. We're super happy to have you here. Make sure you come up and get to the rest of these races. And I'm like, well, you know, the, actually, mountain bike races start in Oregon in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be doing those. And I'm like, oh, you can race there on Saturday and up here on Sunday. Anyway, we'll see. Oh, Wait, it's a lot guess of what Lance is going to be of doing driving <laughs> on a Saturday Sunday combo. Though, Lance doesn't it? care. That's like what ten hours of driving though it could be right from Seattle to Central Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're gonna. What time's the race gonna end? Like, two, you're gonna be. I'm trying not to double up. Your on whoop is gonna not like you very much. Oh, no, I know. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I way overdid it yesterday. Yeah. And I, I had an awesome recovery this morning. Go figure. Nice. So nice. I slept well. I sauntered last night. I ate well. I guess I just had a good, good all round vibe. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So that's it. Awesome. Oh, I, I have one last thing again. That was I overtook last your. That was three last <laughs> things. things. Jake, what you took over? Oh, you took only over one. Took Evan. Gotcha. Yeah, what was Matt's? Um, he he left. Yeah. Yeah. His one last thing is I got to go to. I got to go to cross practice. Yeah. practice. <laughs> I think they have a race on Wednesday. That's his last thing. Gotcha. Um, my one last things <laughs> <laughs> is uh, today is my six year anniversary of landing in the Great Pacific Northwest in this little town called Camas, Washington. And all our lives were changed. Nah. <laughs> Six no. years. That Six was years ago, 2015. Today. Yeah. Nice. 
nice. Yeah. So that was when cool. I moved here and I generally like to do a ride. So I'm looking outside right now because we started a little bit late today and I was going to try and get out of here a little early, but I think I've got enough time, enough light to get out there. It know. was sunny this morning. It's a little cloudy now, but it's, it's still, it's like 55 degrees. It's like beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I think I might do yeah. that. So, and the other that one last good, thing so. that I'm going to do for the, the lab team stuff here, the dialed stuff is that we've got three things on the calendar this week for Strava invites for you if you will um the first one's going to be tuesday night which uh those of you on the youtubes that see this before uh it comes oh, yeah. out on wednesday you'll already miss it yeah <laughs> well you can still kind of catch this but um tomorrow night will be our second to last strava not strava zwift ride for the season for the trainer yep. season scheduled ride that is we might have some more that pop up if we get some bad weather and still want to maintain some some training so that will be the second to last one so if you're hearing this for the first time on the uh, the, the podcast comes out on Wednesday. The following week will be the last one. If you want to join us, just go to the Dialed Cycling Group on Strava to get the invites for that. Um, on Wednesday, we're going to do a night gravel ride. Very fun. This will be the third one we did or have done this uh, this winter, which I would have wanted to do more, but the weather just had never really cooperated too True. much. So we're going to get out. It's supposed to be semi-warm. It's going to be not cloudy, and we should go out there and have a good time. I should be there for that. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you. That 46-tooth on that yeah, drivetrain? Yeah. yeah. Spectacular. Yes. It was a good It was it, a good call. It plugged that little hole that I was having yeah. between those two gear ratios. I think you it went was, to 42 up to a 46. No, I went from, yeah, 42, 42 to 46. 42 to 46. Yeah, exactly. And that, that solved the problem. And I did my little speed test going downhill, and I was comfortably pedaling at 35 miles an yes. hour, whereas before I was, my cadence was pretty high. Yeah. And I probably, because I didn't want to do this into the wind, because I was going into the wind, I didn't want to kill myself right at the beginning of the ride. I probably could have easily pedaled up to 37, 38, 39 miles an hour. So yeah. that that right there was the, the trick. Now, you lose a little bit on some of the steep stuff, and I only have a 52. That, that sounds huge, and it is huge. Lance has a 52 I have a 52 on, on mine. You lose a little bit there, but I didn't notice it to be too egregious when i was out in boise doing that ride there was pretty steep sections in there and i looked down i'm like all right i'm using that big ring because i was riding through snow and stuff like that yeah. but i'm not killing myself my watts were three 320 something like that and it yeah. wasn't for super long periods of time but that was sustainable for me so thank thank you uh chris Surratt, for that recommendation and more, thank you for helping me set that yes. up lance <laughs> yeah, uh, more of that will come out jake and i are making a video about our gravel bikes uh the a wow. review of the BMC oars. Yep. And uh, we'll, got, we'll talk all about it. Got a about, bunch of video on. Yeah, on we, got, we got so. some video. Yeah. yeah. So I guess right. that'll be the one of the last things that come out is, yeah, we'll have a video out very soon on the BMC oars. Yeah. Um, and then the last ride that we have coming up is going to be this coming Saturday. We'll, we'll be, we will be doing an open training ride. So folks that are um, interested, that are here local, if you want to come out and um, ride with the team, we are going to do an open team ride. And um, just do note that we're going to be keeping a pretty solid pace on this and um, we will have a couple regroups, but if you get severely dropped, make sure that you have your Strava set up so that you've got some directions on there. <sighs> that's it. That's nice. All, that's all my last stuff. Anything else? I think that's good. Negative. Cool. All right. We really appreciate everybody listening and watching on the YouTubes and the interwebs. Uh, we will be back for more Dow Podcast next week. Until then, we thank you for watching and bye for now.